Hey, welcome back everybody to another great episode on the Always Game for Life podcast, where we all come together, share our stories, our thoughts, our feelings, and we try to give life to the lost. Why? Because life is always game for us. So let's be always game for life. Today I welcome my uncle, L. Russell. We touch on what birding is all about and the amazing outdoors and how beautiful it is for our soul. I hope you find this one as insightful and interesting as I did. Well, without further ado, let's get it. Welcome, welcome, Uncle Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, despite these trying times today. Yes, absolutely. So I brought you here today because I, uh, for myself, I really enjoy, you know, hiking trails, as you know. And uh, I understand you as well, but on the other hand, you're quite the accomplished birder. Well, well, (laughs) Would you like to share a little bit of that with me? Uh, sure. <laughs> I kind of look at it as a pastime. Um, I've spent the last 32 years learning about birds, and it's been um, a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work as well. It um, seems the more you get into birding, the, the more complex it becomes. Right. But I try to keep it as simple as I can, but um, my interest has... Um, has gone from one species to the next. And next mm. thing you know, I'm taking courses. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, types of courses are available for this type of... Well, there are courses out there. Um, you probably find them online without mentioning names. Mm. Um, there are there There is a fellow that teaches a general birding course. A lot of people in, that are in the uh, biology um, and related fields, they like to take these courses because most of the biologists don't have a clue about birds and need to bone up on them. Right. Over the years, I've taken specialty courses uh, on birds of prey. That's allowed me to learn much more about um, the uh, hawks, owls, uh, falcons and uh, eagles okay. that I see around me, and they've been very interesting. And um, and I've taken quite a few of those courses because it's uh that subject alone is a very complex one right. that's always changing. Oh, okay. So, what uh, types of uh, places or environments you know do you do you look for? certain species that you may look for. Um, for instance, you look for, you know, like a bald eagle or a red-tailed hawk. Well, fortunately, in the lower mainland, we live in a in an area where there's an abundance of wildlife, and which also includes an abundance of birds. Um, even in downtown Vancouver, you can see if you look, you can find birds such as peregrine falcons mm. and bald eagles flying overhead. Uh, 
I started birding by going with a group of friends to um, a rifle migratory bird sanctuary in, in Ladner. And that's how I got into birding in the first place. And that became one of my central learning points by going there over and over again because it has several different habitats. It's very interesting. From there, I uh, I acquired some very good uh, uh, people that mentored me in, in, in birding, and it became a fun pastime. And in the beginning, it was fun going out because you always knew there was a good chance of finding a new bird for your list that you'd never seen, a list we call a life list. And the bird, for the first time that you see it, is called a lifer. So it just grew from there, and I went to more and more places. There's um, places in North Vancouver, places out in Pitt Meadows. There's all around Richmond is another good place for birding, places like Iona. We're very good for seeing seabirds and all sorts of ducks and and um, seasonal birds as well. And then migration is another thing. And that was exciting for all of us because when spring comes, migration of birds coming into the area and through the area happens. And that's a lot of fun because you see birds that you don't see for the rest of the year. They either come through or they're here briefly nesting and they leave. Okay. So uh, what types of like environments, like is there, you got to look for like certain uh, types of trees or, or forestry or, or bush in order to find certain species? Or Well, it depends on the life of the bird. It right. depends on the, the species of the bird and their, their lifestyle. Uh, it seems that bald eagles now are just pretty well almost anywhere to be found in in this province. Um, Bald eagles, of course, like to hunt over water, so they can be found in areas like Boundary Bay, but they also are very big scavengers, so you can find them in the Vancouver Dump. But there's birds, um, ducks. There's specific ducks that like specific waters, Mm -hmm. so Certain times a year you'll find some species of ducks. Other times you won't find them around here. So there again, habitat and breeding, uh, their breeding habits play into that. It's very interesting. You get a lot of birds like sparrows and warblers. Some of them migrate through here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them on their on their northerly migration. And then in the fall, we see them again on their southerly migration. Okay. Very interesting, very interesting. So what's um, what's the most exotic bird that you have actually found and, and uh, witnessed? <laughs> well, exotic, uh, well, I'd have to say I, I haven't, I didn't find it, but it was reported in oh. a number of birders. Um, there's been several, actually. Probably the one that stands out the most in my mind is one that's closest to home in New Westminster, where uh, bird habitat is very, very minimal. Right. That's the uh, red-sided blue tail, I believe it's called. 
It's a bird from Asia. I've never even heard of it before it was found. I don't remember the exact year. It was somewhere around, um, I think, uh, 2010, 2012. And it was found in uh, a park in New Westminster, of all places. And it stayed for quite a few months, most of the winter, I believe, before it disappeared. It's a pretty little bird, but it was an immature bird, so it didn't have all its color. But there were people coming uh, from, they were flying in from the United States just to see this bird. Oh, wow. So the the hobby of birding can be very, very serious. It can be very interesting. People that uh, have the means, uh, they will fly and drive almost anywhere to get certain types of birds Mm -hmm. on their list. So what types of uh, changes have you seen over the years, like with uh, species coming in or species disappearing, you know? Well, uh, habitat plays a lot, uh, a big part of it. Um, But I think, uh, by and large, the species I've seen biggest changes, probably uh, an introduced species called uh, a crested mina. It used to be only seen in the Vancouver area, and that's the only place in North America it was it was living. Eventually, over the years, the habitat changed, buildings changed in Vancouver, which were favorite nesting spots for this bird, and it had to contend with other types of species for for habitat, mainly uh, star, uh, the starling, the uh, Eurasian starling, and it just couldn't uh, survive. And eventually, the last two uh, died out. They got hit by cars, and that was the end of it. Oh, wow. Sad ending. Another species that comes to mind is one that has worked the other way. Uh, a species called uh, a Eurasian collared dove, and it was an introduced species. Um, it introduced, I believe, in Florida. I stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I believe it was in Florida. It eventually migrated its way up here and populated British Columbia. And that was probably somewhere uh, about maybe 15 or 20 years ago. And um, it's, it's having no problem succeeding in, um, in its range. So now you going out and birding and whatnot, do you um, also find in a manner that it helps you relax, helps you with, you know, some anxiety as we all have it. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Wild and, yeah. Yeah, most definitely, Mark. I find that's been a, a wonderful, wonderful release. In fact, there's been a study that's found that uh, people whose uh, activities take them into nature actually changes their physical brain. 
and that is very very finding uh it's it it's telling by itself how much we need to be one with nature right because right. it's actually it makes us not only more whole to our soul but it also helps us physically which helps us mentally right. it's a wonderful wonderful thing it's great to get out every time i go into a forest and smell the trees I just feel something inside, mm-hmm. just light right up, and it's it's an amazing feeling, amazing. Yeah, no, I understand. I uh, feel the same way when I'm out hiking and doing trails, and it, it's just a sense of, um, what's the greatest word I can think of? Tranquility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tranquility. Just... It's such a beautiful feeling and a relaxing feeling. And, you know, to get out of the whole city life and the whole go, go, go mentality of society today, you know, I think that's that's a huge, I think, part of our problem is this go, go, go. You know, we have appointments for here. We got to be here at this time. We got work at this time. Everything is just... I don't believe it's been like that, you know, and I don't think we're made for that originally, to be honest, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. I agree, Mark. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, part of what's uh, causing a lot of problems with with people in general is that we're just becoming too entrenched in, in our own city lives, mm-hmm. our own businesses. And not taking time out to um, smell the flowers, as it were. Yes. Or in my case, it's look at a bird, look mm-hmm. at a butterfly, mm-hmm. photograph even an insect. Gives me great pleasure because mm-hmm. I feel I'm part of them. I'm yeah. part of them as and nature. Yeah, I'm really starting to uh, get into that photography myself. Um, matter of fact, I'm waiting. I got a camera coming. But, um, yeah, I enjoy taking pictures of, uh, scenery. I, I love scenery. Like when there's mountains or forests or certain things that pop up to me, like, you know, if I'm in an area like, uh, a lake and there's trees on each side and a stump down below and then the water and the sunshine on the water, just certain things. And I have to stop and I need to take that shot. And, uh, as well as like bumblebees and insects, it, it, you're right. It's, it's, a beautiful thing, a beautiful feeling, and I just love taking those shots myself. So, definitely, definitely understand. I like to say that um, I think more people that get out and see what I see, the more I think people are going to want to protect these areas and prevent a lot of areas from being developed. And I think it's important we're, because we've we're losing what we got at a rapid pace and and we're going to we're going to pay the piper for that in the end absolutely yeah yeah and then we get upset that the animals are coming in our yards they lived here before us <laughs> we got to realize that you know oh there's a bear in my backyard there's a reason this used to be his home <laughs> Well, that bear was there before there was a backyard. That's right. Yes. I understand, too, that you were all into the uh, the salmon. You, you were counting 
the salmon and whatnot. I don't know much about it, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, I volunteer with a, a streamkeeping group in Burnaby, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I found uh, I've learned a lot. I've taken a lot of courses as well. I've got a, a, a university background in biology, but I found this has taught me much more than I ever thought I'd learn. And uh, in, t- in turn, I'm able to give that back to people that have come and gone through um, our our particular society, our streamkeeping society. And it's wonderful because we protect, or at least we try to protect, the habitat that the stream belongs to. Yeah. Every year there is migrating salmon coming, and, it, uh, and we've got three different species of salmon in a, in a stream that's less than... 15 minutes drive to downtown Vancouver. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um we've had our problems. It's it's not been, it hasn't been without its its uh casualties. Right. But by and large, it's still a viable ecosystem. We test uh on a regular basis. We have the ability and and the means and we do test the water quality, we take regular senses of things like invertebrates that live in the stream because it's the invertebrates that help the fish survive. And everything depends on everything else, right from the microscopic right up to the mammals that live, the large mammals, and sometimes including bear, that live next to these streams. We have regularly have families of um, bobcat that live in that area. It's amazing oh, wow. what you can find there. So it, uh, it like birding, mm-hmm. working with that group has given me, you know, a lot of peace and contentment in life, especially when um, we see all the positive things that we've done. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to, for example, we've, uh, when I first started with this group about 23, 24 years ago, the fish, the the, sam- the migrating salmon, were not getting above uh, Lougheed Highway because they could not migrate through a pipe. Right. So uh, one summer we had, we worked with um, uh, Department of Fisheries and Oceans and, and the city of Burnaby and uh, a number of other groups and we managed to get some some uh, uh, equipment built inside the pipe that would allow the water to pool up as it goes through, which would allow the fish to stop in these little pools of water and rest, where before mm-hmm. they could not get through the pipe because the pipe was too long and there were no resting spots in order to uh, get, allow them to um, gain their energy to get through the pipe. And it was wonderful because that was, that next fall, it was, uh, that following fall, it was um, after, after those those baffles were put in the pipe, that it was the first time in over 40 years since, since, um, uh, the fish had had gotten above the Lougheed Highway, and it was just wonderful. And from there, it was more species and more species getting in, 
and uh, the fish were finding a new home. So it gave us a great sense of accomplishment. And um, every time I walk through that area, it's it's a forested area for the most part. It just um, it it gives me a great feeling. Right. Yeah, a sense of life. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. So on another note, I uh, understand you love music and singing. As uh, I, as I. <laughs> <laughs> well. Is it just something you do upon yourself? I suppose. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. always liked music. Yeah. I've, um, I remember loving music when I was four or five years old. That's when I first was first introduced to uh, Elvis Presley. Oh. Among other bands and other mm-hmm. acts. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just does something to the brain. Music sustains me. Yes. I love music, and I love to sing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit into that, too. I've been recording some music. So have you ever recorded anything, or just, you just... I did once. Yeah? It was in this, uh, in a mall in Vancouver. A a professional music uh, recorder, I guess it was a studio person, set up a, a small studio in the mall, and it uh, was a promotion for uh, the mall. And the promotion was based on um, Valentine's Day. Okay. And the idea was that you go and you sing, you get up on stage and you sing a song, which is made into a, a CD. You get the CD for free. Mm. And uh, essentially it's supposed to be something to do with love songs. So I decided, uh, I've never sang in public before. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, it's not really a make or break situation. Nobody really cares whether yeah. you can sing or not. But I used to do it. It was fun. Yeah. Yep. I got up there and um, it worked. I was, I was amazed. I, I sang Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Oh, beautiful song. And by the time I got up there, the mall had, I didn't realize it until my song started that the mall was full of people because it was noon. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Which was kind of scary, but. Absolutely. I I went and belted it out and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I came close to that. I remember going to the mall with a bunch of buddies and uh, this is when, um, Sinead Idol, I think, first started. It was like the first season or something. And, uh, yeah, they tried pushing me into the booth there at the mall. Nope. <laughs> Didn't happen. I guess I just wasn't ready. And I, my, my, I don't think my heart's into it to that level. You know, I, I love music. I love singing and writing. But that's what it is and where it goes. You know, I'm not interested in making albums and putting them out. I'll bet you wouldn't turn that booth down now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, I enjoy what I'm doing, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I think this show and uh, this community I'm trying to grow is wonderful. It's been a great pleasure. You're uh, able to come and 
make an appearance and uh, share some of your your uh, intel of your birding and um, fish downing, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Stream keeping. <laughs> Stream keeping. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much. And uh, I really hope you come back. You're always welcome. We'll do another. I'll be glad to, Mark. All right. My favorite nephew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again. And uh, everybody take care. Stay safe. And peace and love. Another great episode. Such a pleasure to have my uncle come over and take the time and chat and hang out. On that very insightful and very interesting. Thank you, Uncle Al. Love you. Appreciate you. I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Spotify, iTunes, Google, etc. Go to my website, www.alwaysgameforlife.com. You will find all the episodes there. A link to my Patreon. Please join the community and receive great things, such as community chat so we can all connect great pictures I take during my adventures as well as video footage of them. I shall share some of my songs I recorded, even some of my poetry I wrote. Oh, and the up and coming special contests and giveaways. Check out my merch in the shop. It all helps the show out greatly. And don't forget to hit me up on all those wonderful platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Thank you all that are listening and supporting the show. I appreciate you, and I love you from the bottom of my heart. Please tune in to the next one. Until then, take care, stay safe, peace and love, everybody.